Welcome back to the Sooners Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how the family was evacuated from the residence of the Guru, how they were taken down to the southeast side of Amritsar to Ramsar Sarovar. So just a brief review of the lay of the land here. Lahore is just west of Amritsar by some 30 miles. Logar Fort is along the path on the west side of the city, so the Mughal forces hit that area first. Sikhs were putting up a stiff resistance there. The residence of the Guru, Guru Kamahel, follows along that path as well, very close to Logar, just east of it. It's north of Darbar Sahib by under a kilometer. And then below Darbar Sahib on the southeast side is where Ramsar Sarovar is. So everybody was evacuated from Guru Kamahel, the residence, and then taken to the southeast side of Amritsar to Ramsar Sarovar. So this gives us a lay of the land. Now back to the last episode where we heard how Guru Hargobin and his warriors went into Darbar Sahib for a prayer before they jumped into battle and how six were still fighting from Logra Fort. Chapter 8 now begins describing how Guru Hargobin evacuated the residents, how at Logra Fort the Turk army was just pinned down fighting there by the great amounts of rifle fire that, were, that they were receiving. When the Turks then had surrounded the fort, the battle had turned even more vicious. Around the entire Logar fort, there was a wall, but it wasn't very large, not large enough to provide substantial protection. But still, for some time, these tenacious warriors of Hargobind fought on. Whoever got close to them, they struck down and killed. To the end of their life, they struck down with their swords, killing countless. But how long were they going to fight? These warriors, fighting to the last breath, were putting up a fierce fight at Logar. There was still such darkness, nobody could see anything. And after the Logar battle, everything calmed down. They thought there was no one else to fight. They went into the city, the Turks did, into the residence of the Guru, which I mentioned is a little northwest of Drabar Sahib. The Turks then entered the residence. Some had come down the path towards Drabar Sahib. They saw that the residence was empty, so they entered it. They specifically saw the room which had all the sweets in it for the wedding. The Turk soldiers were hungry coming from Lahore quickly. They didn't eat anything along the way. So they then began taking out all the sweets. They were really happy about this. They started calling all the other soldiers, distributing it, saying, Oh, come eat, come eat. The Guru is not here. He has fled, they were saying. So let's steal everything and enjoy the food. So in this way, they spilled into the city looking around. But they couldn't find anyone. They were still so happy, thinking, wow, without even fighting, we've basically obtained victory. We've not killed anybody or been killed. But these idiots, they didn't know the real deal. They didn't know that they weren't even going to see past the afternoon. So the army now had spread across Amritsar near Drabar Sahib in the dark of night. They didn't know where they were going. They were just calling out to each other, roaming around through the different alleys of the city. And amongst all of this, Singaprota and Babakrababi both, in a sense of rage, approached the residence of Guru Hargobha for the sake of Bibi Viro, who was sitting upstairs in sadness. She was just thinking in her head of what happened. And downstairs, in the residence, Singaprota, as they entered, they spoke up, albeit quietly. Viro, come down. Your father, Guru Hargobha, is thinking about you and is worried. Why are you just sitting there without a worry? Come quickly. Viro heard this, but she didn't believe it. She didn't want to be picked up by the enemy forces, so she asked, Who are you? I won't open the door unless I know properly. I'll just sit here and kill myself. 
Singaprot. He then chucked up the simrani, the rosary of Guru Hargobind and said, this is the rosary of your father, the Guru. Recognize it. It's a symbol. They gave us this to prove who we are. She got it. She placed it near a little lamp to look at it properly. When she saw it was her father's, she was just overjoyed. She was so happy, relieved. She came down quickly and then went to the two warriors of Guru Hargobind. They slowly, with their horses, traveled along the path, not to be loud. In front of them and all around them, there were Mughals. They were roaming around like crazy people who didn't know where to go. They were just walking around the Srovar in this joy, thinking that they had won the battle. There was this one Mughal standing right at the Darshani Diori. Meanwhile, Singaprot, who had Bibiviro behind him on the horse, was there with Babakra Babi as well. They were passing by that area. The sound of the feet of the horse arose the attention of the Mughal. The Mughal was holding a spear and called out loudly, Who is there? Baba Krababi, though, he replied back saying, Hey, it's your brother, don't worry. Stay there, keep guard. We are searching for the Guru in this area. Have you not seen the Guru? So Baba Krababi said this. They continued on a little bit more forward when they came upon just a line of forces. They were all mounted up. Singaprot, then he thought we should be more careful not to get encircled and get caught there. So he immediately at that moment just grabbed his reins. He just took off with the horse, Vito seated behind him. Vito's jewelry, which he had along her ankles, it made some noise as the horse took off. A Mughal soldier heard this and then started quickly making a noise, yelling out, come, come quick, be ready, speed up. Catch this enemy who's riding through the lines. The Guru's family are passing by, stop them. If you want to catch this hawk, go grab them. Otherwise, they will meet up with the rest of their support. So this is how that idiot soldier came out. He also tried to catch up on his horse to Singapro. He was yelling out to Singapro, stop right there, I won't let you go. So he said this while tightening his grip on his spear and he was getting pretty close to Singapro. Singapurot, who was holding onto his reins of his horse, then called out to Baba Krababi saying, What are you waiting for? There's somebody chasing me. I got Bibi Vito behind me. I can't do anything. Use your rifle and shoot him already. It's only him. I don't see anybody else near. Baba Krababi heard this. He prepped his rifle. He couldn't really see what was going on. He was just using the sound of the enemy's horse to aim his rifle. So Baba Krababi prepped the rifle. He sped up close to where the Mughal was. He shouted at him, Hey! Stop right there, you're finished. The Mughal heard this, he turned around, he turned towards Baba Krababi, he rode towards him, but at that moment, Baba Krababi just blasted him fearlessly. He had two bullets in the barrel and both of them just tore that guy's chest up. He fell off his horse, heavily. It was like a tiger killing an elephant, or like a massive tree falling down in a forest. Blood was now flowing everywhere. The horse, that just took off. Walaka was crying out in pain, dying. The warriors of Guru Hargobind, Singhaprot, and Baba Krababi, they sped off fearlessly, with the enemy's army being left way behind. Guru Hargobind, though, he was paying attention, and he heard the sound of Baba Krababi's rifle. So he then told his warriors, go see what's happening, quickly. Make sure both of the warriors are not being encircled. The Turks are roaming around the entire city now. Pandekhan heard this command, he took a battalion of warriors with him and he quickly set off. He had already prepped his rifle and they were quickly 
leaving that area, mindfully going towards the Mughals as to not make much sound. But as they were leaving that area, immediately Singapore and Babakarbabi met up with them. They told them what happened. They came back to the encampment. Guru Hargobin saw them and said, Amazing, amazing. Guru Hargobin had transformed their being into a blissful state, liberating them, such that in this life and in the next, they would forever be protected. At that point, there was just one phase of the night left, so it was around 3 to 4 a.m. Guru Hargobin understood that the battle was now fast approaching. Guru Hargobin thought that he would then send his family away with some troops, and thus he said to them, You should go towards Govindwal Sahib, and by morning time reach Jabal, the village. It's about 14 kilometers away from here. Today is Bibi Viro's wedding. This won't change, so prepare all the supplies for the wedding. In the village of Jabal, look for everything you need, the butter, the sweets, the food to make. Don't worry at all. It was meant to be this way. I will arrive there in time for the wedding later tonight, and we will all eat there. Guru Hargaman at that point said to Matakola, you should now go to Kartarpur in Dwaba. Stay there until we come to see you. To stay here doesn't make sense anymore. There will be a massive battle here. Kaulna replied saying, Please come quickly to Kartarpur. And with that she bowed down and then took off with some troops to Kartarpur, where she would await with great anxiety for the Guru to come visit. Meanwhile, Mata Damodri with the entire family, they traveled down the path towards Jabal. She was in such sadness and anxiety about the entire situation. She was breathing heavily in such fear. They reached just as the sun was rising. When they left, Guru Hargobin then told some other troops, go make sure that the wedding party that is arriving here today does not come into the city. Make sure they also go towards Jabal instead. So some Sikhs then went to relay this message to the arriving wedding party who were coming for Bibi Viro's wedding, which was planned to take place in Amritsar that day. And then, in this manner, Guru Hargobin became without any worry. A great desire for warfare sprouted up within his heart. All the warriors standing at the ready beside him, they also had this desire to kill all the Turks. And that's how chapter 8 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear how the day breaks, the sun rises, and how the main battle begins. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangala Charm Patreon page. <laughs>